What up, everybody? What is good? Welcome to the Damn Dude Podcast. Damn, dude. This is episode 64, season two. That makes us 164 episodes in. Damn. So, what up, you guys? What's happening? You guys, what's going on? <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, hold on. My hair is fucking driving me crazy. I've been... So, I kind of have this thing where... I forgot to say, what up, everybody? I'm your host, California Cal, and welcome, you guys. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) yo, I kind of have this thing where, like, if I start growing my hair and it gets to the point where it, like, rubs in my eyeballs and then it gets further than that, then I kind of commit to just growing my hair all the way out to, like, my shoulders. And then I usually pull a Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite, and I'm like, well, then I got hot, so then I shave my head. (laughs) So that's kind of what's going on right now. So you see my hair all funny looking. I'm going to be in the awkward stage for the next few months, I suppose. Um, But yeah, what up, everybody? Hope you guys are doing good. This weekend has been pretty fucking sick. I got to say, I hope you guys had a dope ass weekend. Um, I know people have been out all over in San Diego. People have been just doing shit. It's kind of cool to see everybody outside enjoying the sun, enjoying life. Um. At the same time, there's so many fucking people out. Damn, (laughs) can some of you guys stay home? (laughs) But, yo, how am I holding two pens? What the fuck? Okay, anyway, (laughs) I got to say, I wanted to, hmm, where should we start this episode at? All right, I'll keep you guys updated. So, for those of you guys that know, I've been doing the animal-based diet, uh, for those that want to know more, don't know what that is. It's not the carnivore diet. It's animal-based. Uh, basically, the, the quick rundown is going to be uh, grass-fed organic beef, raw dairy, grass-fed organic raw dairies, um, fruits, honey, sea salt. That's pretty much about it. But um, there's a lot you can do with it. And it's actually really, really fucking good. Today, I'm going to actually, like, my pool finally opened up today, They so they say, and uh, I'm going to go weigh myself today, because it's about, I'm, I want to, I got to check the exact date when I, when I first started, but I want to say I'm about two and a half or three weeks in to this whole thing, and my skin is significantly nicer, my arthritis pain has significantly gone down, uh, a lot of my back pain and uh, sciatic nerve pain and compressed discs have significantly gone down. Um, if you're curious or interested in more, you can go check out Carnivore MD 2.0 on Instagram, and then you can follow that rabbit hole down as far as you like. He's got a whole podcast and all this stuff, and uh, it just makes so much sense to me. And I feel fucking great. So I will say I am a little bit cheating because coffee is not part of it, but I am using raw cream. I didn't use any sugar. Um, I just basically whipped together raw cream and honey and that's my sweetener and it's actually good. I've never found the sweet spot to be able to like use honey as creamer. It's just always something gross and weird and flat about it. But when you whip the cream with the honey all together, it just does something and it's actually enjoyable. So I'm very, very picky about my creamer. And it's like, if it's not just right, I don't like it at all. So <laughs> this works. I can do it. Um, but also I was just using the last of my coffee. So yeah. But anyway, I've been doing this 
pretty much I'm trying to like make a switch to this be my main thing, right? And uh, yesterday we went out for my son's birthday, uh, which finally we, we got to hang out, me, my dad, uh, my two boys. And it was so cool to be able to have us all hang out again together. Because for those of you who have been following the show, you guys know all the drama and all the bullshit that went on and how fucking crazy it's been. So it was, was huge, such a huge deal. And it was so fun. The kids were so happy. Everybody had such a great time. My dad had a good time. The kids had a good time. I had a good time. Uh, went up to Huntington Beach, ate some Zanko chicken. That was like my my cheat meal that I p- kind of planned for this whole month, basically, because I shouldn't. I mean, I don't really have any excuses, but I purposely was like, OK, I'm, I know I'm going to be eating this when I go up there. And uh, yeah, and a big part of this is to eliminate seed oils out of my diet and seed oils, processed sugars and all that shitty type of uh, oil, because that's the shit that really fucks us up, supposedly. So and I can see that I got so. So I ate that and I can attest this a little bit too. I'll tell another little piece of story here. Uh, there was. So I ate it and I felt like shit, like, I mean, I felt heavy as fuck, um, you know, with the I had chicken, I had beef, I had rice, I had a little salad and I had hummus and some pita bread. And yes, it was bomb as fuck. Don't get me wrong. But dude, afterwards, it just made me start craving everything. I wanted Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I wanted ice cream. I wanted a fucking California burrito. I just started wanting all this stuff. And for those of you guys that listen that are not from San Diego, even if you're from LA and you're born and raised in LA and you've never had a California burrito from San Diego, you don't get it. <laughs> a California burrito, I that requires this whole own episode. I'm not even going to get into that. But um, there's a right way and there's a wrong way. <laughs> But anyway, of all the ways, (laughs) uh, I ate that and I was like, dude, I was craving everything. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? This is nuts, man. And then my mood, my attitude, everything just started going haywire. And I'm like, whoa, dude, like, I almost feel like I got poisoned. This is a fucking trip. So granted, it was bomb as fuck. Zanko was so fucking good. Um, But yeah, so we went up there. We freaking went in guitar center played drums and guitars for fucking hours the kids did i don't i'm not a music person as far as playing music so uh yeah it was cool man just watching the kids play rocking out they're fucking some absolute rock stars man they just take over that whole place and they're just jamming the fuck out and like for me i don't i'm like you know it's like when you go to places where you're familiar with the like with how it goes and what's going on like you know how to act. You kind of know the unspoken rules, right? And for me, in a music center, it's like, I don't know the rules. I'm like, oh, you're being loud. That's what like I want to say, you know? But the people there, they don't give a fuck. That's what they want to hear people jamming out. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, imagine you work at a motorcycle shop. You want to see people like do wheelies. You want to see people do burnouts. You want to see people use the equipment. It's like, excuse me, it's half the fun. So I imagine inside of a music center, the music people, they want to see guitars played. They want to hear drums played. They want to hear keyboards played. That's like their zone, their mode. You know, they're not trying to hear the crappy shit on the radio. Like, whoa, excuse me. Like, let's hear some good shit, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah. So I'm in there and I'm like, I don't really understand etiquette very well, but I'm mindful. So I'm paying attention. I'm observing and it's like, it's cool. You know, I understand that it's a place to go make some noise and have some fun. So, <laughs> 
you got kids and they're into music, definitely take your little, little kids there. Fuck, I don't know if they want that, but make sure you keep an eye on them. You got to be there because there's a lot of expensive shit that's really easy for them to break. So, but dude, to let your kids just go and just pound out on the drums and fucking rock out on the guitars and all that. It's like, it's so cool, dude. It's such a, it's just such a dope, wholesome thing that like, who doesn't fucking love music? You know what I mean? So that was fucking awesome, man. The kids were so fucking happy. It was so cool. And thanks to my dad for coming and chaperoning because we needed that apparently. And yada, yada, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not here to like point the finger at anybody, but uh, yeah, there, there's definitely certain people making it extra hard for us to live the way we want to uh, in, in certain respects. <laughs> But it is what it is. It's all good. And this kind of ties to what the whole point of this episode is. Um, but I'm going to take a step. We're going to take it a step back even further. Um, also this weekend, I got to go sailing with my boy Diego. What up, Diego? I appreciate that, brother. That was fucking awesome, man. We were supposed to go up to Huntington on Friday with the homie Larry. Didn't work out. So we ended up going sailing. And it was fucking cool, man. Like, I'm so nervous about meeting new people and this and that. And, like, I don't like having small talk and all this. But, like, dude, it was so cool. Like, uh, me, Diego, and four girls went out on the boat. And it was, like, we sailed around and just fucking had fun. You know, it was cool, man. Um, and here's the other thing is, like, so going back to this animal-based diet thing, I've been eating good, right? And my skin's resilience and resistance to the sun has been next level, man absolutely next level i'm tripping dude like i we were out on that boat for like three hours i want to say three and a half hours three hours and yeah i was getting fucking cooked it was this was one of the hottest brightest days in san diego on the bay that i've experienced like usually when you're on the water it's super windy and you're kind of cold because any little wind that blows over the water it fucking like makes you pretty damn cold so to be out there and have it be hot the whole time and the sun beaming the whole time i was like wow, you know, this is a fucking trip, dude, so, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting, man, it was really fun, um, I drank two Trulies, which are disgusting, I'm like, I mean, they're okay to drink, but the after feeling in my stomach, I felt so gross, it was like, the I don't even know how to explain, it was just, it was funky, but, uh, anyways, it was a great time, right, and it was cool, man, because, and I'm just like, dude, it's so good to go and do things that make you uncomfortable and put yourself in places and scenarios where it's like, I don't know, you got to test yourself, you know what I mean? And it's good to be faced with different, different, it's, it's good to be able to be faced with different sorts of tests. And as a man, or a woman, whoever, but just I'm speaking as a man, like, it's dope to be able to pass manly tests, you know what I'm saying? It's like, Something that I, this kind of goes super deep, like, or there's many angles, because I've been having this conversation with fucking everybody lately, and it's a trip, but, like, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a woman? Like, what does that really mean to you? You know what I mean? And that question goes so deep. I think that's a dope question that we need to ask our partners and our potential like love interests or whoever like what does it mean to you be to be a man what does it mean to you to be a woman and depending on that answer like that's gonna tell you a lot so 
the reason that I even say that at all is because the what I wanted to title this episode and really kind of structure and and lean everything into is having patience as a man. And what I've kind of come to discover is that when you can have patience in not in the regards of like being patient in life and not waiting to take action on shit, but having patience in the sense of manly shit and being more so, I think it kind of boils down to having control of yourself and being able to resist urges and temptations and all these different things like that. Because there's something that's just attractive about a man who can be patient with a woman. You're not trying to rush. You're not trying to this, that. Like, yeah, you make your solid, firm moves and you say what the fuck you got to say and you do what you got to do with respect and with patience and with some sort of understanding. Now, I think why a lot of men don't have patience is because they don't really understand or, hmm, let me re-say this. I feel like a lot of dudes don't have patience because they just want to get laid. And if you're just out to get laid, that's going to create the sort of impatience. And then that creates the sort of unattraction. So that's why it's like a lot of dudes, when they break up with a girl, they're like, oh, I'm going to have all these options and blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as they break up, they're like, oh, like, damn, I'm not attractive. I can't find any girls. No girls like me. Like, what is going on? And that's the thing is like women can smell that desperation or that lack of patience a mile away. You know what I mean? And that's unattractive. So it's really interesting to think like, dude, if that's the case, then how do we kind of like analyze the whole thing and, and restructure this and relook at it in a way where it makes sense for us all? And I believe that patience as a man is one of the most attractive things we can do because that has to do with confidence. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm confident that I can hold this position, that I can hold this place, that I won't be tempted by by women, drinks, this, that, scenarios, that whatever the fuck it is, right? Whatever type of scenario there is, if you can learn your grown man's strength about it, that's what I think it, it really comes down to is having grown man's strength with your willpower and your will and your determination and what you say. Because when you do you, that's the most attractive you can be. And it's like, in turn, in a weird way, whether it's intentional or not, if you're doing you to the fullest and you're not chasing girls, you're not searching for girls, you're not doing that, like, you then, it's like you're exhibiting patience because you're not exhibiting desperation and you're not exhibiting, I need this, I need that. So I think something that's important is women look for, like if you're a good woman and you're looking for a good dude, look for a dude who's doing themselves and isn't fucking concerned about you because it's easy to attract. If you're a woman and you're on, and you're a dope woman and you're on top of your shit, you take care of yourself. It's not going to be hard for you to, I don't want to say seduce, but like, is that the, I don't know. Is that the, even the right word? Like to seduce go lightly also, where it's like, you're being seductive, you know, where it's like you can get a dude to like you. Now, it's not some game. The thing is, you got to be on your shit. And that's kind of the thing is like power will attract power. Patience will attract patience and like respect will retract will attract respect. So I, I'm looking at this as like interesting, dude. Like if you look at all the different levels of attraction and relationships and all of this, like 
A lot of people will enter a relationship at one phase and then kind of stay there and get less than rather than build themselves up and get better than. Now, maybe that's just my experience with people and things that I've seen. I don't know. But I've also seen couples and people where they get together and they build they they build each other up. And when one person's person's feeling shitty, the other person is really actually able to help. And then on the other hand, and like vice versa, right? You empower each other, you build each other up. Now, part of that is, I know as a man, and this kind of comes back as patience in a, in a way, is that if I'm with the girl, if I'm with a woman and she is going through some shit, I had a string hanging off my shirt. Uh, if I'm with a woman and she's going through some shit, back in the day, it used to be hard for me to step back and allow her the time to feel like shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would always want to fix things and be like, oh, you got to get better. But the thing was, is like, I would want them to feel better for my own sake. Like, I wanted them to feel better for their own, for their own sake, but I wanted it so we can have a good time. I wasn't man enough to stand in a place of patience and be like, okay, I still got to do me. I still got to handle my shit. And because there's nothing I can really do or say, you just have to work through this. I have to step back and allow you to go through that process and work through that process. I can't take that from you. Now, it's like I've I've dated v- in extremely powerful women before, like extremely. And it's I, I see how I was lacking maturity in those instances where they were going through some shit and I was like, just being immature about it right and I couldn't wrap my mind around that like one of my exes she was incredibly powerful in terms of society and status and money and accomplishments and travels and all these different things right no that's cool that was what was I found attractive I'm like wow like that's incredible you know now at the same time like, yeah, trust me, she had her own shit, but I also had my shit. And this is this whole thing, the whole, for me, life is a thing about taking ownership and taking responsibility, not blaming others. So I look at my end of it and I'm like, wow, I literally wasn't mature and powerful enough to handle somebody of that status because I just didn't get it. You know what I'm saying? I was too mature. I I just was in my own little fucking world. So I look back and I'm like, wow, I lacked patience and understanding with myself, which would have led to that probably being better for what it was, right? Now, yeah, I don't want to ever fucking go back to that or anything, but it's everything is a is a lesson learned. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we can take things and learn lessons from them and move forward. So when I'm lacking patience as a man, I am unattractive. When we are lacking Patience as as men, we're unattractive. You know what I mean? So it's just an interesting balance, dude. Like, I don't know. That's one thing I was telling my son too. Is like, I was telling me and my older son were talking. I'm like, dude, yes, this whole situation we're in is fucked up where we don't get to hang out regularly and we're kind of under, excuse me, we're kind of under somebody else's jurisdiction on how we can hang out when we can hang out who we can hang out and all this shit and it fucking sucks and I know my son is getting really impatient and he's getting like man what the fuck this is 
this isn't right, you know? But at the same time, he's, he's not saying it like that. That's my interpretation. But he's like, man, like, there's got to be ways, you know, this and that. I'm like, yeah, like, let's do what we can do. We have to do everything with respect. And there's a certain lesson involved in all of this revolved around being a fucking man like this is causing you to have to man the fuck up for yourself and this is causing me to have to man the fuck up for myself now what is our capacity to be able to to be able to still get shit done even though we feel stifled or crushed or hurt or impatience or despair or desperation or any of that shit like, how can you fucking withstand that? How can you stay strong? You know what I'm saying? And this spills into many aspects of life. Like, can you be a loyal ass person when in the face of, you know what I'm saying? Like people trying to hit on you or people trying to tempt you or people trying to whatever, right? Can you stand strong through the face of, you know, not eating the fucking cookies and the thing? Can you stand strong in the face of, whatever it is, right? Whatever the temptation is, can you stand strong in it? And you can, can you stand firm in it? And can you really man up and fucking boss your way through these situations? Right? Like, I'm looking at this like, dude, like, so anything that we go through, and I was telling my son, I was like, dude, yeah, we don't get to see each other as father and like, we don't get to see each other, you know, and it's a father and son relationship very is like we want to and as often as we want to we don't get to hang out like we want to and then i'm like dude whatever you go through with your mom all of this is just practice for you to be the best partner dad and father and brother and friend that you can be damn dude because if you can have patience and understanding through all of this and at the same time still create the life that you love and when i mean patience it's more so applies to things that you can't control you know what i mean like you can't control somebody else's feelings or emotions or whatever. It's like, yeah, you can influence them, but you can't control them. And when we're able to stand strong and allow other people to be other people, that in turn teaches us so much because it's like, oh, that person's just personing. Oh, that person's just personing. And then you see that like we're all actually going through the same fucking life experiences, but our interpretation of it is just so crazy and it all feels so personal and it always feels like anything that you go through, you're the only fucking one. Like, do you really think you're the only fucking person that's ever gone through a breakup? Come on, no. You think you're the only person that's known somebody that's died? You think you're the only person that's fucking gone financially fucking broke? You think you're the only person that's been confused do you do you really think you're the only person that doesn't understand do you think you're the only person that's been victimized do you really think you're the only person that's experienced you know your parents divorcing you think you're the only person that experienced whatever the fuck you getting like getting robbed or getting a flat tire or having a, a scary life-threatening incident like you really think you're the only person and it's like well now that i ask that it's like no but in the moment, it sure as fuck feels like it. And it feels like such a unique problem. And it feels like, why me? And it's like, honestly, like literally millions of other people have and are and will be going through exactly what the fuck you're going through and probably worse. And then you got other people where it's way fucking less and they take it and act like it's way a hundred billion times worse. And I've experienced that many a times. Like I've had breakups like where it was crazy and like, 
a breakup with kids and I've had friends who broke up with just a, a girlfriend they weren't even dating that long and fucking lost it. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, shit, I had way more reason to lose it than you did. You know what I mean? So it's like, dude, in order for, sorry, I'm getting, every time I get a text, it fucks me. <laughs> in order for us to like keep our head on our shoulders, having patience and understanding as a man, as a person, as a woman is very fucking valuable, dude. Cause it's like, if I can be patient through allow it while you, I allow you to go through your process and I can be patient while, and you can be patient for me while I go through my process. And at the end, I agree to come to an end point to where I can be here for you at the end of the day, whether I feel like shit or not, that's what I'm going to fucking work to do. Cause why not? Right? Like if we can do that for each other, it's like, you know what? I still have all this shit going on. It's the end of the night. I'm going to just set it aside. I'm going to look at it tomorrow. I'm going to be here with you for like for right now. And I think a lot of people don't do that or don't know how to do that. And we carry shit on and we just keep dragging and carrying and it keeps getting bigger and bigger. And it's like this race to get better. And then one person in a relationship is racing to get better. And then it's not, they're actually not facing everything, but they're doing that so they can please the other person and appease them. And then you get this half authentic person who shows up and you're like, fuck, you didn't finish working through your shit. How am I supposed to... What what do I do with this, you know? And then that's where relationships starts breaking down and breaking down and breaking down. So I'm like, wow, dude. Fascinating. <laughs> Damn, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's pretty fucking fascinating. Um, so yeah, dude, it's a fucking trip, man. And on that note, you guys, I hope I left you guys with something good to think about. I do have to start getting ready and get my day going because I finally get to go back to work here. And I'm pretty fucking stoked. I mean, back at my pool, I'm not traveling fucking close to 200 miles every day. So that'll be nice. I'm sure my car and my motorcycle will be happy about that because they've been getting their asses kicked. But yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful day. Please be sure to share the friend, share the show with a friend. Be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell your best friends, cousins, uncles, pigs, farmers, best friends, roosters, moose breeding, Alaskan natives, relative. Damn, dude. About the show? Damn, dude. The Damn Dude Podcast. Leave us a five-star written review on Apple iTunes. Please give us a share on Instagram or wherever you social media because we need you. <laughs> Anyways, you guys have a beautiful day. Much love. We'll be back. I love you guys. Much love. Peace. Damn, dude. Damn, dude.